0: Welcome to episode number 17 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today we are chatting about big ideas and small steps. If you like what you're hearing and you want more details, show notes, and everything else, check us out on truthanddaremovement.com. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast
1: dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Here we go, another weekly conversation where we live our truth and dare to change. Today's topic is about big ideas, but taking small steps to get there. Carly and I love this topic because we're literally living it, breathing it right now in this moment. But before we get started, we want to continue with our slug in the honey moment, which is our daily life challenges um, while we're trying to live our truth and dare to change so that we can relate to you and also hopefully inspire you. So, Carl,
0: what is the slug? The slug right now is that I am have just had no morning routine whatsoever for weeks. And it's not even like a routine. There's just like no morning anything. Um, a few months ago, I was in a really good flow of getting up super early before my alarm because I move really slow and taking time in my journal and um, working through uh, the desire map and just like really taking some me time. And now I'm just like, not I'm, like, rolling out of bed at the last minute. I'm immediately checking my phone. I'm just watching TV or the news. I don't know. I just feel like there's, like, all these screens in my eyes. And I'm just – there's just, like, no quiet time, no clarity. And it definitely affects my day. And um got to work on it. <laughs> That's where I'm at. What about you? Where's your – what is your slug and what is your honey? Mm, currently, my slug
1: is Myers and I are binging on 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. I really didn't want to start it because I knew this would happen, but it's happening. We are up till the last two nights, 1, 1.30, and then rolling out about at 7. So there's definitely no morning ritual happening.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> it's chugging <laughs> coffee. Netflix is... Kills the morning routine. That is for
1: sure. (laughs) This is why I don't watch series usually. I just stick to the voice and
0: that's it. Oh, so lame. There's so many good shows, but I do agree with you.
1: Yeah. And then my other slug is in JJ land, specifically in the body, mind, soul, detox land, we are working through a 40-day mantra meditation challenge. And um, the deal is you have to meditate for 40 consecutive days. And if you fuck up, you start all the way over at day one. And so I already fucked up on day six, and I'm back at day one. And this is probably my seventh, eighth, or ninth attempt at doing the 40 days. So
0: um, here we go again. (laughs) Well, that is an example of – getting back on the horse and trying again, Mm -hmm. Um, you're going to get there. You just have to have the time and the space and to give that to yourself, but maybe on the boat. Yeah. I was going to say
1: once we're on the boat, for those of you, maybe new listeners, Carly and I are picking up our lives to move on a boat down in the Caribbean, a sailboat. So it'll be nice on the boat, Carl, because we won't just be able to wake up and check
0: our Instagram or read the news. Wow. I actually just got really excited. And no Netflix. Nope. No TV.
1: (laughs) Um, So we can really support one another in building a beautiful morning ritual, which I would absolutely love. Amen. Amen. So... Why are we talking about big ideas and small steps? And, you know, what is this conversation going to entail? Basically, Carly and I feel very passionate about having big ass ideas, goals, intentions, whatever you want to call them. And then using your practical, organized, time management brain to break it down into small steps. And again, tapping into those words of patience and discipline to continue putting one foot in front of the other. Um, So basically we want to quickly tell you what a big idea is, give you real life examples of how we've gone through these big ideas with small steps, break it down. And then, um, try to help you move forward with your own big ideas and small steps because that's what living your truth and daring to change is all about. Tapping into the discomfort of your really big,
0: scary ideas and working at them day by day. That sounds amazing. Cool. So breaking down and thinking about what constitutes a big idea. You know, when Ali and I were brainstorming this podcast, we had to really think about what falls into this category? So I think that a big idea, this isn't like the idea that, oh, I think I might um, get a new outfit or cut my hair. I mean, okay, cutting your hair can be scary, but- That would be so scary. I would- <laughs> Okay. You know, me over I here. Know. I know. But we're talking about the earth shattering, feel it in your bones- groundbreaking, like butterflies in your stomach kind of ideas. So number one, I think that something that scares you definitely constitute a big idea. In fact, I will say the more scared that you are by the idea, the more reasons why you should probably consider pursuing it. Number two, I think something that pushes you out of your comfort zone that's a big idea. It sort of falls under an idea that scares you, but anything that removes you from the bubble that you're used to, um, that takes you out of sort of the mundane day-to-day habitual stuff, that's going to be a big deal because we all know the magic happens outside of our comfort zone. Number three is anything that that you keep coming back to. I said in the beginning, the butterflies in your stomach, the little voice in your head, that idea that comes back month after month, year after year, decade after decade, that you keep coming back to, that you know you want to accomplish, that you just haven't done yet, definitely is a big idea. And last but not least, Allie and I decided that anytime the universe gives you a bitch slap in the face, you know you need to pursue that idea. Um, An example is I was just with a friend last night, and she has her yoga teacher training. But she doesn't ever teach yoga, and she's really scared to do it, which I think happens a lot. Ali could probably do a whole podcast on that. Mm -hmm. But we were chatting at dinner, and she said, all of these things keep coming up about me teaching yoga, and I keep... She's like, this has been going on for months, and I keep pushing them aside and pushing them aside. And she said, and then recently, my friend who owns this brewery, he came to me and he said, I have this idea. I want to do this whole community event. I want you to teach the yoga, and I want there to be free beer and all this cool stuff, right? And she said immediately she was coming up with the Rolodex of reasons why she shouldn't do it. And then she's like, what the hell am I doing? This is obviously the decision I need to make. And I think anytime things like that happen where they keep coming up and basically the universe is like, that was a bitch slap sound. But um, yeah, you have to follow those. So I feel you on that. And
1: even with the sailing trip, you know, there's been many a time where a reason has a... uh, arose. There we go. I was going to say arisen. I'm like, that is not a word, Allie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There have been many a time where reasons have arose that would make us maybe put off the sailing trip for a few months, maybe another year, all operating out of fear, really. Like, Yes, we could save more money. Yes, we could launch another product in JJ land. Yes, me and Carly could work harder at securing a podcast sponsor before we leave. But in all actuality, when you've had this one idea set in your, like in your belly, like in the depths of your soul and you're working at it every day. And then the moment comes to take the leap. If you don't take that leap. I truly believe the universe will give you that huge bitch slap. And I don't know what form the bitch slap comes in, but for like the sailing trip, in the moments that Carly and I and Myers and Mikey have kind of doubted ourselves, I have to keep reminding myself that so far everything has unfolded so beautifully and with so much synchronicity, synchronicity, that if we were to feed into our fear and maybe leave a little bit in like six months or another year, Would that totally offset the universe's plan and all of our intentions? And then what if all these bad events started happening because we fed into fear? You know, Myers and I were just talking about it last night. Like, what if we did postpone it for six months to make more money? And Myers said to me, what if one of us got in a tragic car accident in those six months? You know, what if one of us got arrested for doing something we shouldn't do? I don't know, but.
0: We just, yeah, that's such a good point. You're going with the flow mm -hmm. of what feels right and sort of breaking up that energy. You don't know what direction it's going to go. So I think if you're feeling the momentum and I mean, don't get us wrong. We're still scared. There's always, we're always going to be a little scared, but, um, I like that going with the momentum. That's a really good example.
1: Yeah. And we have to think of anyone who's come before us and has had a big idea. And broken it down into these small actionable steps and know that they had those same fears, trepidations. Um, you know, all, every, we're all human beings having a human experience. And no matter what you're doing with your life, when you're tapping into the big ideas and leaning into the discomfort, um, you know, you're going to be presented with those feelings and emotions and just know that we're all there with you. There's this big pool of people who are living their truth and daring to change right alongside you. Maybe you don't know it yet, but we're here and we're we're doing the work with you. So, yeah. Um, so yes, Carly and I feel that we've done a lot of big idea-ing and small stepping, and we've been talking a lot about the sailing trip. So obviously that is a Big idea that started many years ago, many moons ago. No, really, it was only two years ago, but still, that's a long time to have an idea. Um, but even like our Italy trip, Carl, five years ago, you know, how long did you and Linda plan that? Like a year, at least a year, right?
0: Yeah, at least a year. Definitely. We had the idea. Yeah, about a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Journey Junkie Land,
1: big idea. I left Italy. I, Wanted to become a full-time travel blogger. Like I saw all these girls jet setting all over the world for free and taking pretty photos. And, um, that obviously wasn't my destiny at the time. Funny how four years later I am doing that now. But at the time that was not for me. I was broke and I needed to go back to work. Um, but I got into blogging about yoga and becoming a yoga teacher and built something incredibly different, but also still such a big idea. I really didn't, you know, initially I started it thinking, I want to teach yoga full time and I want to create a business out of it. And I had no idea how to do it. But that big idea was always implanted in the back of my mind. And I took just took small steps as much as possible to continue working towards that big idea. And three years later, uh, I feel very confident to say that I am on the path to being fully, fully, fully integrated into the wellness world and being able to tap into my passion and then also, you know, make a living off of it.
0: Yeah, it's a really great example of taking the little steps to get to where you want to be. And I think that other examples of big ideas and small steps to take them don't even have to be from this entrepreneurial standpoint. I think we touch on that a lot because it's something that Ali and I are passionate about and it's where our hearts are leading us. But I think about, you know, moving, moving to Maine. You know, that was a big idea. Um, Mike and I, we didn't know how long we were going to stay or if we were going to have jobs all year round because things were very seasonal or if this was the right decision, but it felt right and it felt like a leap and we decided to do it. And then we took the small steps while we were there to cement a really pleasant life for ourselves. Um, the same can go for pursuing a degree in higher education, which I have done, which I'm sure a lot of you done, or even um, this is a degree in general in any realm of schooling um, or – Running a marathon. Yeah, running a <laughs> marathon. There's another example where you have this big, big goal and you take the baby steps to get there. Of course, health and health-conscious choices – all fall into that category. So there's a lot of different examples of what a big idea is. I know in the beginning I said like cutting your hair isn't a big idea. I'm going to stick to that. However, I will lean a little bit and say big ideas have different definitions for every single person. And we're not here to tell you that your idea is big or small. It's just about breaking down the steps to get to where you want to be so that you can accomplish your goal and whatever that is. So, yeah. let's get right down to it, Allie. Breaking it down, you know. You've done so many things to um get to where you want to be with the journey junkie and I think we're always taking steps to get to our big big big, you know, pipe dream ideas mm-hmm. with truth and dare. But sometimes it's really hard, right? When you're on the other side, you just have the idea and it feels completely unattainable. I've been there too. We've all been there. And I think that's probably where most people fall in the beginning because that's where the fear sets in. That's where getting outside of your comfort zone gets a little scary. So what do we do when we have the idea and it keeps coming back and the universe is slapping us in the face, but we don't know how to accomplish it? So
1: I, I'm wondering if it would be the most beneficial to go through a few different examples and really break down how it worked. So, um, like I could go through the process of how I started yoga teacher training. You can go through a brief process of how you ran 26 fucking miles, or is it like more than that? <laughs> right, <that's pretty> good. <laughs> and then we can go through the process of how we started truth and dare. You know, all of those are very different scenarios because Carly's right. We're not all trying to be entrepreneurs. We want to keep it relative to everyone. But, um, I'll go first. So yoga teacher training. I knew I had a passion for yoga. I super, super, well, super is a bad word. I was enthralled with it. I could take yoga classes five days a week and never get sick of it. And I was enamored by yoga teachers. So, When I knew that I was at that transitional moment, I simply started Googling yoga teacher trainings in my area. And there wasn't one at my personal yoga studio, which was scary because you get comfortable with your studio and your teachers and it would be great to just do it there, but it wasn't offered. So I... You know, made a list of all the places that did offer it. I live in St. Petersburg, Florida. So all the studios that offer it are in Tampa, Florida, about 30 to 45 minutes north. So I spent about a few, a few weeks visiting all the studios and taking a class and, um, checking out like the vibe and the environment, trying to meet the training coordinator or director of the yoga school to see if I really jived with them and, I did that with about 3 different places until I narrowed down the place that felt like it would be the best experience for me. And you know, once I decided this was the the training space that I wanted to be in, um I put a deposit down and I paid a monthly payment. I mean, I did a 10-month experience so that I could work full-time. Uh so it was really helpful to make payments. It was around $3,000 which at that point in time was probably the most money I'd ever spent in myself at 25 years old, aside from draining my savings account in Europe, but <laughs> um, um, buying leather boots and backpacks that I've never worn. But um, yeah, so I think for me, for me, like you have this big idea and a lot of people I know in the Journey Junkie community want to go to yoga teacher training, but they don't even know where to start. And they see all these 30-day really expensive, on an island in Thailand, all-inclusive programs and think, I can't quit my job for 30 days. Well, guess what? Neither could I. And I also couldn't afford a $7,000 training. So look locally, research, take the time to go meet these people that you're going to invest your energy, time, and effort into, and then commit. And then once you're in the program, lucky for you, it's laid out pretty specifically. You have to show up at certain times and you have homework and uh, the, most trainings are structured super well. Uh, so you really just show up and you do the work. Um, so that's my example for yoga teacher training. Big idea, but I took small steps to find the right space.
0: Good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think it reminds me of marathon training. So if you do, I don't, some of you don't know, excuse me, Um, I did run a marathon last year. I think the parallels here are the, it gives you a date, right? Like you have to show up to yoga teacher training at these days and this, and you have to go and you have these responsibilities and there's this thing that you're going to get at the end. And with signing up for a marathon, it was the same thing. You have a date of the race, but, um, that story started because I've always been a runner, which I've chatted about here. And I've always had this goal, I want to run a marathon. I want to run a marathon before I'm 30. That was my goal in my head. It was one of those little nagging goals that we talked about earlier that keeps coming back and keeps coming back. And when I was living up in Bar Harbor, it just so happens to be one of the most scenic and popular running um, marathons in the world. People come from all over the world to run this course. And I was... There the I was there for two years. The first year that I was there, I didn't do it. And the second year, I was like, okay, if I'm here and there's this incredible course and people coming from all over the place to run it, I have to do it. And so I made the decision and I paid for the registration for the race, which was I think like $125 or something, which is still a lot of money too to commit to something like that. And I signed up about six months before the run and I knew that I was not in a place physically that I could actually run 26.2 miles. But I also knew that I wasn't in the place where I wanted to join a running club or I looked into joining clubs that had training schedules, but I was working full time and it took me about 45 minutes to get to work and they ran in the morning and with my commute, it just wasn't going to work. So I knew that I had to be in charge of the schedule. So um I reached out to my sister-in-law's sister-in-law, if you follow that, mm-hmm. <laughs> who has run many, many marathons and we are very good friends. And I said to her, okay, this is my plan. I want to run this marathon. You've run a shit ton of marathons. What do I do? What's the goal? How do you train? Help me out. She was probably the most experienced marathon runner that I knew personally. So I went to her for help and she gave me her best advice for a training plan. Um, and I took it to heart. I also found one online that I thought matched pretty well. And I printed that thing out and I did every run. I checked them off as I went along. I was running four days a week and then I was running long runs on Saturdays. And, you know, I had to change my lifestyle for it. I couldn't go out on a Friday and drink because I would have to get up and run like 12 or 13 or 15 miles on Saturday. And you just literally cannot do that with a hangover. It's not going to happen. So I followed along. I leaned on her for advice and support. And I got there and I did it. So again, big idea, run the marathon. Don't know what to do. Found someone with some advice and small steps did the training and accomplished the goal. Go girl. So, um, okay.
1: The next example is this beautiful community we have right here. Truth and dare. So Carly and I, um, I came to Carly. I think some of you know this story, but I came to Carly with an idea to start a podcast she asked if, um, well, I knew she showed interest. I could just tell by the inflection of her voice on the phone when I told her about the podcast. And I knew I needed help, right? So big idea to add a whole nother communication channel to what I was already doing. And um, I knew that I wouldn't be able to pull it off and not nearly as epic as we have without the help of someone else. So invited Carly to do it with me. And from there, it was a, how long would you say we brainstormed about it?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Uh. Two months, a month? I was going to, yeah, I was going to say maybe three.
0: I don't know. I
1: would say we were brainstorming names and we, we knew the premise of the podcast. We wanted to speak to women and we wanted to talk about what we're currently working through in our own lives in hopes that it relates and inspires you. So we knew the premise of it, but we had no idea the name. Um, like you might have heard in our last podcast, uh, we, we thought it was going to be the Pussy Posse. What, what were some other names?
0: Oh, man. We'd have to go back. I feel like Spirit Sisters or yeah, I, I don't know.
1: Well, Mikey, Carly's gem of a man actually helped us come up with our name. So we owe him big time. But once we found yeah. our name, it was then fine tuning a tagline. And from there, you know, making vision boards of what is our color scheme and how do we want our website to be laid out and what website theme do we want to purchase? And so we made a big list. We use Evernote, which is a free tool to store different notes and ideas and projects. And we worked through the list, you know, we have to get a logo created, we have to get XYZ created, we need to do a photo shoot to have really beautiful photos that make us feel good about the community we're creating. Um you know, so we knew all the things we needed to do after many months of brainstorming. I would say you're right about Three months of pure brainstorming. Um, we also had to buy microphones and then both of our microphones broke and get an intro made and pick out intro music. And it was all these small steps that led to the reveal of this conversation. Um, but a lot, a lot of small steps,
0: right? Oh yeah, tons. I mean, I was watching YouTube videos on how to learn WordPress and I was in forums asking questions and trying to figure out how to use this on uh, this theme that we bought for our website which I had never seen before in my life and of course we broke it down into tons of small steps. It was sort of sectioned out into, you know, the name of the podcast and then the colors and the theme of the podcast and then the photo shoot and then the website and the feel and the, you know, what was our voice going to sound like? And um, like hundreds of steps, I would say, before we actually finally sat down and recorded the first episode. And that's
1: what it's all about is really becoming comfortable with the idea that you have to take hundreds of steps to even get to the first monumental big point. And for us, that was Uh, I think for us, that was getting the website up and running first and foremost. And like Carly said, she had zero experience. And meanwhile, I was busy um, creating and launching the Body Mind Soul Detox. And I was super open and transparent with Carly that I really couldn't help her at that point in time. And she took it upon herself to make all these other small steps on her own And just took the initiative to get it done because we both knew we wanted to launch this community. It was just very. um, It was a hard. It was hard timing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely was. Mm -hmm. But um, so website is launched. We have this beautiful photo shoot. We have our marketing materials created. Awesome. But now it's about continuing the small steps. So brainstorming podcast conversations and. Carly and I have been long distance this entire time. So making sure that we're talking a few times a week and also, you know, listening to some of the same content and reading the same, some of the same content so that we can relate to it and help continue to inspire this conversation. Um, and then showing up almost weekly to record and, you know, write, write blog posts and me continue to, Rep, truth, and dare over in Journey Junkie Land. So it's all these continuing small steps to work towards our bigger idea, which is shit. One day we want to have a whole retreat center dedicated to
0: this type of lifestyle. And oh, yeah, the big ideas are only getting bigger and bigger and mm-hmm. bigger. Definitely.
1: And I think for Carly and I, we can both attest to this when you have that big idea. The part that I think doesn't get talked about enough is the necessary tools and people you need to help you get there. Like Carly said, she reached out to her sister-in-law's sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Um, but same with me, with yoga teacher training. My, my mother-in-law, I knew wanted to go through yoga teacher training. And so I invited her to do it with me. And it also really held me accountable doing it with someone I knew. Um, but with Truth and Dare, I mean, from the get-go, Carly and I have Definitely use contractors. We've paid for extra tools. You know, we did
0: a professional photo shoot. You need to seek the support. That is so true. Finding leadership in whatever realm falls into the idea. Like Ali said, we've sought out audio editing and mixing, and we've sought out – we have a graphic designer that we work with and photographers, and we do a lot of shit ourselves, don't get us wrong – But finding leadership within the different realms of the work and that constitutes your idea can be really helpful. It's also just really a great idea to find people who are smarter than you to elevate your game and to help you launch into a new venture. Finding people that can strengthen your own weaknesses and then can maybe cover areas where you cannot typically excel that can help you share the workload. And that can be said, I mean, that can, you know, cross over to a few different areas. One example would be Allie and I divide and conquer the workload with the podcast. I have my strong points, she has her strong points, and we've sort of fallen into these different work roles really organically. But you could say the same thing about um, using help to edit the podcast. I mean, neither Allie nor I have a lot of experience mixing audio So finding a person who could strengthen that weakness in us allows us to produce the best possible, highest quality content when we record this podcast. So I think it can really help excel your idea to the next level or – If you can't find this person, and you're like, "Well, yeah, good for you," but I don't have anyone like that, then look online. Look online for people doing the work that is similar to you, and or the similar to the work and the ideas that you want to produce, and reach out to them and um, ask them their story, or ask for help, or ask about their tools and resources, and begin to build that web of contacts because it is invaluable.
1: Yeah, and even, you know, going back to how big ideas can relate to anything in life. For instance, maybe you're making a diet transition and you're becoming a vegetarian and that's a really new way for you to live your life and cook and grocery shop. So a tool for you would be maybe investing in a vegetarian cookbook or very closely following some vegetarian food blogs, um uh, maybe attending a food workshop. Or, you know, watching some YouTube videos about how to make sure you get all your nutrients. So this relates to, you know, any realm of big idea that you break down the small actionable steps and you seek out the tools and resources to help support those individual steps, which will culminate into this big, beautiful, badass idea.
0: Yes, that is such a good point. Tools and resources can come in so many different forms. The point is just to find the mechanisms for support to get us to where we need to be. So we have the big idea and we break down that big idea into all the small actionable steps. We gave you the example of truth and dare. We make the plan, we brainstorm, we schedule it, we seek out tools and people that can help us get to where we want to be. But then, you know, what do you do next? What happens if you get stuck? What happens if, you know, you have to hit the brakes, which is totally going to happen. Things aren't always going to flow seamlessly into this beautiful big idea and you're just like floating around in big idea land. You know, you're going to hit some roadblocks. I think it's important to note that when you get stuck on the journey, sometimes you just need to allow your mind to wander. Um, I think that shutting down your conscious thought can really help drive the creative process. So if you find that you're stuck in evaluating the outcome to get toward a certain goal, then try doing something else like, going for a walk or listening to music or meditating or taking a nap even or a bath or whatever you can do to focus your attention away from this obsessing over the solutions, sometimes that will help you come up with the perfect new idea of what you need to do to continue on the path toward the greater big idea. Because when you get worried about something um, we sometimes get on that old feedback loop of, you know, all the old solutions that haven't worked in the past. Like, oh, well, I've never been able to do this because blah, 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 blah. And we get on that fear train and it becomes stuck. You get stuck in the mind loop and it can really turn into a negative spiral of you continuing to run into these worst case scenarios over and over and over again in your mind. So I think attempting to generate new ideas isn't really possible until you change your mental state and you get to a calmer state and you get to a clearer state and you kind of allow yourself to wander for a second and come back and jump back into where you left off.
1: That that totally happened to me when creating the body, mind, soul detox. I had to make 21 worksheets and I love making worksheets, but at a certain point, your brain is telling you enough of the worksheets. Yeah. And on the final the final last 7 days, the chakra worksheets, they were really testing me. I just couldn't tap into how to present the materials in a creative, interactive, worthwhile way. So I really held off on them, and it was really bugging me that I couldn't figure it out. And I went to a yoga class. What do you know? I'm laying there in savasana, and the idea just zooms into my mind of exactly mm. how the worksheet needs to be laid out, exactly how it will work. I come home, I sketch it out, and boom, all seven worksheets I've got them in my head. Now I just have to actually write them. But it was this beautiful moment of just resting my conscious thought, doing something totally different, you know, releasing tension, Relaxing, seeking clarity, uh, sweating, I think is so good. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then into my brain, the idea came and it was this crazy moment of just saying, wow, everyone is so right about how you just need to leave it alone. Go do something else. And your brain is so smart and intelligent that it knows you've been thinking about that thought and it's been bothering you. And I think
0: that's what's so cool about the
1: human brain. You know, I know,
0: yeah, it's so cool, and you always have the opportunity to hit the refresh button and restart. You're never permanently stuck in the, the place where the creativity might not be flowing, so yeah, just like Alice gave that example, knowing that you have the power to reset to reset everything is pretty cool, mm-hmm. so
1: you have these big ideas, right? Carly and I have broken them down pretty specifically, but again, if you're feeling Still very overwhelmed by how to get started. Uh, someone we love to follow and are so inspired by is Glennon Doyle Melton, and she says to just do the next best thing in every moment. And I think a lot of people say that, right? Um, Just do the next best thing. So for yoga teacher training, if you feel like you're not ready to sign up and commit to a six to 10-month program and drop a couple grand, then Research a local weekend workshop and maybe spend sixty to a hundred dollars and see what it feels like to immerse yourself in that environment and that learning that learning experience and see if you like it. And if you do like it, maybe do that for a few months and just continue on the workshop train. Uh it's still so beneficial to keep learning. Um, so that would be a really great example. Also for like a degree, if maybe Carly and I really would like to learn more about the human mind and, um, you know, like life coaching, but we want to do it from a more intelligent way, but we don't want to drop 20 to 40 grand on another master's. So maybe we just go back to school and take higher level education courses that we're super interested in that we think will, you know, propel us forward in an intelligent way and not do like the whole gamut. So I think we have to give ourselves permission to do things like that.
0: Yeah, I love that. As soon as you have the clarity in your vision and you have a strong vision with an intention and you know you know the intention of what you want to accomplish, then you're able to just do the next best thing. It's just the most simple advice. And it's you described it perfectly, Ali. Take a baby step in the right direction. Um, if you want to go back to school or you want to change your career, maybe talk to somebody who's already doing it or go shadow someone and do be like a free intern for a day or attend a networking event that is in the field that you're interested in working in. If you want to sign up for a 5K, the first thing you need to do is Run for five minutes outside. It's the what can you do in this moment, the next best thing to help get to me to where I want to be because that's where we're at. You know, it's the little steps that make the big changes. Words,
1: sister. I feel you. I dig this conversation. This is what I love talking about. So thank you everyone for showing up and for another week of living your truth and daring to change for making the space in your life to receive the conversations that Carly and I are bringing you. We really, truly enjoy spreading this message and continuing to grow our community. So as always, if you dig the conversation, please subscribe on iTunes, drop us a review. You can sign up for our online community at truthanddaremovement.com. And of course, connect with us on Instagram at TruthAndDareMovement. We will catch you next week. Bye.
0: Bye.